Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar, I am your host and I'm joined this week to go through the disappointing, perplexing, annoying, frustrating draw at Pitodre by David Marshall. Hello David. How you doing mate? Um, yeah, that sums it up perfectly. End of show, that was a good one. Cheers folks. Yeah, I've, look, uh, I obviously folks we watch the game um of course same as you um and then i'll go back the next day with hopefully a camera head and uh watch it back and and you know you can usually get a few things out of it that were not visible not not the first in your or foremost in your mind when you were watching it live because of the tension waiting on the result but um this has been quite a, a strange game for me having watched it back because rangers weren't terrible we weren't as good as we we want to be, but we weren't terrible. We created chances. Um, should have with the, with the quality of chances that we had, we should have won the game, but obviously we didn't. Um, but it's you can balance in your head. You can say, well, you're not going to win every game in a season. We understand that. If you can't win away from home, you make sure you don't lose. All of that kind of stuff. And in the course of a normal title race, that'll happen. You'll drop points here and there, but it. Again, looming in the background, Dave, is a sense of, yeah, but this is what they do. Whenever there's mm-hmm. a chance to cut the gap, we've seen this core group of players do this so often. So it's it's not really about the game in isolation, I think, the sense of frustration no. that we're all feeling comes from. I think it's more to do with that, that sense of, yeah, but we can't trust them to show up when it really, really matters. Because, look, you know, someone pointed out, I think our record at Pataudry is 17 wins at 37 uh, since 2000, right? Now, clearly, whether or not we agree that it should be, Aberdeen can be, because there's some great managers in there, by the way, and some really good sides in, mm. in since 2000. And it it kind of shows you, you know, you're, you're not going to win every game. You're going to drop points here and there. I get that. But it is just a sense of, yeah, but we know whenever an opportunity comes to pile a bit of pressure on, they, they fall short. 
yeah, that's it for me. You know, I, I, I put this on Twitter after the game. You know, the story of this season is a Celtic who are almost absolutely choking at the bit to rip themselves apart. And every opportunity we've had to put pressure on them, we've let them off time and time and again. The fact that Celtic are still sitting, you know, so far clear at this point, um, it's, it's, you know, it's not so much that we can't make it up, but still, you know, I'd rather be in their position, their position in terms of points on the table. The fact that we've allowed that to happen is, you know, madness when you consider everything that's going on over there. And the reason it's happened is because <laughs> results like yesterday, days like yesterday. And yeah, as disappointing as it was, it was just so typical and predictable. We've seen this happen before. And, you know, we go, you talk about the David the record against Aberdeen since 2000. And, you know, you're right in saying there's been some good managers and some good Aberdeen teams over the years during that time. This isn't one of them. <laughs> you know, Barry Robson as in you know, a, a Pep Guardiola mini. That is not a good Aber- Aberdeen side on the bottom half of the table for a reason. We should be going there and beating them quite quite comfortably. It's the same team that an average Celtic uh, side turned over uh, easily at home, right enough, but still, it's just every time, you, you know, as soon as that first goal went in yesterday, you, you just knew it was like, it's going to be another one of those days today. Yeah, I think for me the the frustrating thing was that there are days I've seen us go up there and, and you know be rubbish and they'll be able to string two passes together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that yesterday. Yeah, they could have done better with uh, quite a, a few decent positions, but the chances were made. They just weren't buried. And yep. I think that, that someone pointed out in that 6-0 victory, Celtic had 16 shots um, and scored six. Rangers had 15 and scored one from a yep. penalty. And that has been, I think, our Achilles heel for Achilles' whole fucking leg, really, for <laughs> the last couple of seasons. And, of course, the 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 spending in the summer was meant to rectify that. It hasn't. I mean, no. categorically has not, as we all know now. And uh, I think we've all accepted that there was money just completely set on fire in the summer. <sighs> Again, you know, trying to be balanced here. And I had my kind of rant and rave yesterday on our post-match show when, you know, the disappointment is is really vivid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if those of you who want to to listen to to a man having a a right good moan, then that's that's the one for you. Try to be a wee bit more reflective on on our flagship here. Um, the fact that we aren't completely dead and buried this season because we we should be. Because let's not yeah. forget that, especially by the time Philippe Clement came in, we were a fucking bin fire, right? A complete mm-hmm. disaster, an absolute mess of a squad. So the fact that it's it's still within the realms of possibility probably says something um, about, you're right, the stand of the Celtic, because, for instance, last season, Celtic team would have, they'd be gone now. Yeah. Forget it. Be be all over Ballas shouting. I, 15, I think 20 we're, points we're all realistic point. enough to, Yeah, I think we're all realistic enough to understand that. However, I do feel really for, for Philippe Clement, because he's clearly a good manager. I mean, mm-hmm. I suppose, David, I, I'm talking round... The phrase that, that is sort of forming in my head is, I think we've got the right manager. I'm still also pretty sure that we still don't have the right players. No, I would, I would totally agree with that. Uh, I think Clement's um, a good manager. I think he's a massive upgrade in what we had in the dugout beforehand. But he's not a silver bullet. 
you know, he said it himself, he's not going to come in with a magic wand. The players that were an issue under Michael Beale or even under uh, Van Bronckhorst before him are still an issue now. That wasn't going to get solved um, overnight. There's still too much deadwood in this squad. There's too many players who contribute uh, next to nothing that we need to move on and we need to bring in uh, some better players. We've wasted a lot of money over the summer, as we've mentioned. And, you know, you can have the best man in the world there, but you need a good a good squad as well. And I just don't think uh, we have um, a good enough squad at this point. And that, that's not going to be solved. The only thing that's going to, going to uh, change that is, you know, getting the, the turnover of players, getting the ones out that we need out and bringing the ones in, give the manager a chance to bring in uh, his own players. I think we will do okay with uh, Clement, with this group of players. You know, we certainly won't have any embarrassments that we did, uh, like under Beal, like the, you know, pathetic performance against Aberdeen at Ibrox. I can't see anything like that happen, but we still have that something lacking in the team right now. And the manager can do as much as he can, but he's not going to be able to change that with the players he's got there. No, the manager said, as you said, when he came in, he says, well, I'm not Harry Potter, I don't have a magic wand. And I think, therefore, you know, the idea that we weren't going to drop any more points now with a new manager in, it, it's comforting and it's, you know, it's, it's very nice, but it, it's unrealistic. Yeah. It's just disappointing when it happens in the manner that it happened yesterday. Um, because as I say, it, it wasn't a terrible performance. And before anyone jumps on me, it wasn't a great performance either. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should have been enough to yield the, the, the three points and down the road yesterday. Um, and I think that you would have to be uh, very churlish to say that there isn't some improvement um, under Philip Clement. There clearly is. Rangers are doing better things and doing them more often. Even yesterday, they were getting to the byline. The chance that Lammers should have scored the, the winner from mm-hmm. was a player hitting the byline and getting across. And that's happening much more regularly than we saw under Beale. Um, the, the, we played through Aberdeen a number of occasions yesterday as well to, to make some chances. And that's happening more than it, it was happening previously. But again, you know, the, the, the problems within the side that, are well documented, will remain there. And it is just a case of of the manager trying to get the most that he can from certain players. Well, well let's go at the game then. And uh, the opening 10 minutes, I think, disappointing because Rangers didn't start with the sort of tempo that, that we would expect. The manager himself said he wasn't very impressed with the, the, the first 50 minutes. He said we weren't winning our duels. And, and he's right there. We weren't winning the the first contact and we certainly then second balls, we weren't getting, that, I think, the the decisive share on that one. The really frustrating thing for me about the goal was they literally gave us a, a warning a few minutes before yeah. um, with a dress rehearsal. Uh, the ball initially went up to Mioski. He peels off. None of the centre-halves go with him. It's nodded on to uh, Sarkler. He gets through um, and good save by Jack. Really good save, but uh, he should have done better the forward. Two minutes later, it's the, the, the players swap roles. This time it's Sackler dropping deep to get the header from the goalkeeper. Um, again, I think the midfielders are slightly out of position, having, having looked at it. Um, I don't think they're there. But a centre-back should be out there to challenge for the ball. Mm-hmm. And then the other one should be away with the striker. Neither of those things happen. And I think the frustrating thing about that is on both of these attacks, one which which leads to a really good save, one which leads to a goal. And it's a terrific finish by, from Miofsky, by the way. He is a good player, and mm. he, he demonstrated that again. But it's the 
the centre halves play no part in this. They might as well not be there because they're not influencing play in the slightest. By by not even putting a challenge in means that the, the striker, the first striker, can guide his header into the area he wants to. He's under no pressure whatsoever. And then by just allowing the, the, the other striker to run right through the middle of them with no one in a position to put in a challenge, he has plenty of time to pick at his finish. Not learning lessons yep. is, you know... It, it, you can make mistakes, but to make the same one three minutes later and get punished for it, that, that's criminal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, my mind went straight to when that goal went in, uh, the Kyogo goal from early in the season. Um, if you want to talk about not learning uh, mistakes. <sighs> Two things for me about this goal that really frustrate me, David. It's the fact that, as you said, we didn't start well. And nothing at Aberdeen did was a surprise. Like We knew they were going to come out, uh, come out the Flyers in the first 10 minutes or so, and then we give them the goal. And then again, over the course of the 90 minutes, Aberdeen didn't really trouble us uh, in an attacking sense, but still, with that period where they were threat attack, we still managed to concede a goal. And how many times has that happened over the last two years where we've been really threatened, but still somehow contrived to concede? And it's just, it's boring in, in how predictable it is because it's, it's a type of goal which we've seen before and the manner of it as well, it just keeps happening time and time and again. Yeah, and and like I say, when you when you get done with it early on, then surely it's common sense to say, right, this is clearly a tactic of theirs. They've got two strikers up, two big strikers. The goalkeeper's looking to hit them long. Yeah. When this happens the next time, I'll go attack. You go with the other guy. You know that that to me is just, but it didn't happen, and then you're up against it. Um, should have equalised Leon Balligan with a header. Good save by the goalkeeper, but he he has to score it. Uh, and at that, you're starting to get frustrated. I thought Rangers did have a good spell, sort of 25 to 35 minutes, in which we, we should have made something happen, and there was a bit of incisiveness, but it didn't really happen. And then we got to, to half time. Now, in terms of the, the setup of the side, um, I've had a few people contact me and say, well, you know, the manager picked the wrong side. I'm not entirely sure what other options that he had, really. Uh, given some of the, the, the injuries, given the players who weren't available. Mm. But uh, the one that, that probably is a discussion point is Todd Cantwell on the right. Um, I don't think Todd's having a great season so far. I don't think he's hit the heights that he showed towards the end of last season. I think that's fairly clear. I'm not sure that position suits him. Um, I, I And this is maybe just my natural bias here, Dave. I like, um, I like uh, speed on the wings. I like... Um, you know, the more direct player. But then yeah. it's balanced by our, our colleague, Martin Ramsey, says, well, yes, but in matches like that, you need guys who can unpick a team. So it's it's better to have a balance of have a, a Cantwell-like player on one wing and a, a Sima or a Matondo on the other. What's your thoughts? I'm more side of you, David. I just I just don't think it works. Um, I don't think we get what we need out. out uh, we don't get what we need from them out there. 
I, I don't think he, I, I can't think he much enjoy playing out there, I think. If we're going to play Cantwell, it has to be uh, from the middle of the park in the role that uh, Tom Lawrence has played, which is going to come to an interesting uh, argument itself because I'm not sure at this point when they're both fit and at their best who the better player, player is um, at this point. So that's going to be a, an issue for the manor, uh, manager at some point. But I'm the same uh, same as you. You know, I'm very much like a more direct uh, speedy winger. I, I don't... <laughs> I'm not really sure if having two of those type of players in that game uh, yesterday was going to be an issue. I think particularly the way the game unfolded with them scoring in early, you knew from that point that they were just going to uh, try and sit back. So having the two fast players out there, you know, trying somebody that can beat a man and get in behind their defence. I think we saw it when Matundo came on, you know, you're right, he set up that chance for Lammers that he should have scored with. I think it was... Um, yeah, I think we just need that speed and directness out there. I think, you know, we're at our best when we go at teams, when we go with that directness. And I just don't think we uh, get it with Cantwell. I can understand, um, you know, the point that, that Martin would make about why he's out there, but I'm not really sure if it's needed, to be honest. And I think it hinders us more than anything else. Yeah, and, and it's it, there are ways to fit Lawrence and him into the same side. Um, there definitely are. It's just about shape and balance and whatnot, um, and and finding a way to, to to get the best from them. Lawrence, I think, quite clear, not fully match fit yet, but he does contribute. He does mm. make things happen, and he was at the heart of a lot of our good stuff yesterday. And there were some really nice passing moves from Rangers. Um, good save from the goalkeeper from uh, a Sima effort after some really nice play, um, but into the second half, and then Rangers did take control of the match. Now, you could argue Aberdeen were sitting back, but I really don't think Aberdeen's tactic was to sit and try and hold a 1-0 for 45 minutes. Um, Rangers pushed them back. Uh, I don't think that was the, the way Aberdeen wanted to play. And I, I think the Rangers did get a grip in the middle of the park. What did you think of Sifuentes' performance? Because I saw online a fair bit of criticism of him. Um, I have to say, I didn't think he was bad. He won the ball back quite a lot. I can't remember any real glaring mistakes. And I, again, it's the thing about a boy coming in, you know, who's not had a good start, coming in for a, a first start in a while. I think if you're expecting, you know, a 9 out of 10 performance, mm. it's unlikely, but I, I didn't think he did badly. Uh, I'd probably say he was okay. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't go any further than that or, you know, any lower than that, really. I thought he did fine. I thought uh, at times he's... His passing uh, was a bit sloppy, but overall, uh, you know, I think he did enough of a job. But I'm still, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm still not um, totally convinced on the guy. I think he's, he does need to offer a wee bit more, but I, th- I think there was worse players out there than, than him at the weekend. Yeah, I think though, because as you say, he hasn't really impressed in his time here. Yeah, we know it's like the, some people have already made a mind up. that sort of thing. Yeah, well, exactly. And uh, I think there are a couple of players who that's valid on, by the way, and we'll yes, come to uh-huh. that. But um, yes, yes, um, but we, we will come to that. But uh, you know, Rangers now dominant. Um, and I, I think really between sort of 65 and 80 was when Rangers should have really won this game. Um, we've hit the bar twice, a spectacular effort from Lawrence. Um, and then... I 
again, Balogun with a header. And again, I'm maybe being picky on this. The first one, by the way, he's got to score. He really has to score because mm-hmm. he's got he can decide where to put the ball. Um, the keeper shouldn't be a factor in it. This one's a bit more difficult, but again, I still think he should be getting it. I, th- I still think he should be scoring. He, he's good in the air. He's good enough to put to put that one away. And I must admit, I did think after that that a wee bit of wind went out of Rangers' sails when the second one hit the bar, Dave. I, I, I began to get the sense of they don't think this is going to happen today. No, I, I certainly I certainly didn't. Um, it was, you know, at that point looking like just to be one of those days, like nothing's coming off and in front of goal. I think, you know, his first chance you talk about there is... He's as you say, he's in total control there, and he puts his header right at the goalkeeper. I mean, you can say it's a good save, but you know the keeper needs to go out his way not to save it. You know, and you know, I'm I'm somebody who will always stick up for keepers, but it's hit right at him. It's nothing he has to well, do. The there. keeper does what he can in that. Yeah. You, you get a yeah, the keeper gets across and makes himself big. That's all he can do. But he should be taken out of the you exactly. know because you yeah. guide it back across where there's a big gap. Um, yeah, yeah, no, totally. I, I, for me, it's a bad miss. The second one is not quite as bad a miss. But again, someone with his aerial power, I would be expecting to to to, well, to score both, but certainly score one of them. It just felt typical of the day at that point. You know, he's got a free header in the middle of the box and it comes rattling off the bar. I was just, watch it time. And yeah, that seems about right. That's, that's exactly how this day's going. Now, it wouldn't be Scottish football unless there was uh, some some drama about Rangers getting a penalty kick. One of my pet peeves in football is shirt pulling, mm-hmm. right? I think it's it's such a cheap and lazy tactic that defenders have become more and more used to. It's become like a comfort blanket for them um, because they, they endlessly get away with it because it is difficult for a referee to spot. You've refereed, Dave's a qualified referee for those of you who don't know. You can't see everything that's going on at a corner kick because there's so much going yeah. on at a corner kick. And it's one of the things VAR was was put in place for. Um, when you saw that back, the boy has grabbed a hold of Connor Goldson's shirt. He's two feet away from the back of his shirt as he's moving because it's in the boy's hand. It's a foul. It's a penalty. And this is when we get into this kind of nonsense that you get from the likes of, well, we know the kind of Scottish punditry. But it's this sense... You know, and Barry Robson said that it's not a good look. That was a quote he said for Rangers to get another last minute VAR penalty, which he seemed to be saying Rangers shouldn't get penalties because they, they've had other penalties. Now, you get managers are disappointed, and I don't think Barry Robson, incidentally, has ever going to trouble the scorers on mastermind, right? But even so, it's, it's a kind of dangerous route to get down. And we know why it's done. It's this idea of they get loads of penalties because the, the establishment is trying to help them out. Well, they could have helped us out with a penalty 20 minutes before and then another one to, to get us the three points, which we needed rather than the one. So it's, you know, it's a really shite conspiracy. But, and again, this is maybe just me as, as an amateur looking on. See if you don't want to give penalties away for, for pulling shirts in the box. Don't pull people's shirts in the box. Why is the boy doing that? It's pointless. I'm completely bored of this discussion now, David, to be quite honest with you. It's a clear as day penalty kick. Um, if it's the other way around, I'm furious at my centre half for pulling the guy's shirt. I mean, what more What more is to say, to say about it? The only reason that there's even this discussion is because it was Rangers. Celtic had a very similar penalty uh, the day before, which was a penalty. 
nothing said about it. So this only comes up... And it was a penalty, huh? Yeah, it was a penalty. Well, but there shouldn't be. No, it's just... It's, it's no, I, I agree. Nonsense. I agree, and I think that... Yeah, the reason that people are upset isn't that it, you know, that it's a soft penalty, whatever that means. It's because Rangers got a penalty, uh, and they don't like that. And then they'll point to the and say, "Ah, oh, well, you get the penalties." Well, do you, do you want to argue? Do you want to argue? Do you want to argue about any of the individual decisions? Um, no, because they were all penalty kicks. Uh, um, to have to be fair, real pressure penalty puts it away, and you know, like I say, the the, the sense is well, we got something that we weren't expecting wasn't what we wanted, but I suppose it was better than nothing. Mm-hmm. My my fear is that better than nothing doesn't win you titles. No. No, we turned another utter disaster into a disappointing result. So yay. As um, a tip of yeah. a hat. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it's yeah. Tip of a hat to uh, uh, There's t- something very Scottish about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Need to say well done to our Caroline yesterday who when I put that in our chat said we turned a a, a, a a potential Chernobyl into a near three mile island, which I really appreciated. Um, it's, it's, yes, it's not Mr. Burns' quote for those of you who don't know. Exactly, it's not. It's not good enough. It's not the total disaster that it, that it should have been, but it's still a disappointing result in a season where we've had too many of them already. I don't know how many more we we can afford, and it is compounded by the fact yesterday was a big chance for us. Celtic left the door open on the Saturday night for dropping points at home. And then, as we have done time and time again, we've shut it back in ourselves. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So, all of that said, we need to then look at, you know, the, the I think the situation with a little bit of overview, which is difficult, you know, because we're, we're all fans and we're so committed and, and passionate about it. And... The issue, I think, is is pretty starkly illustrated by the fact that we've got our four and a half million pound summer signing on the bench striker who doesn't get on when we're chasing a game because the manager doesn't believe, and I think understandably so, that he's going to do anything. So therefore, he doesn't put him on. He'd rather have a tiring Danilo up front. Danilo didn't have his best game yesterday, but I still agree with him. So there straight away is an issue. He brings Lammers on, and Lammers kind of does what Lammers does, which is gets himself into a couple of good positions and doesn't take the chances. And that has been a big issue. These two guys are not going to cut it. I, I, you know, I hate picking on people because they are human beings at the end of the day, Dave, but you know, we really have to look to cut our losses in January on these two. Yeah, I think if um, Dessers came on yesterday when we were knelt down, I would have been joining you in your sickbed, uh, to be quite frank, that with not been good for, for anyone's health because... For either of us, no. No, for, for anyone uh, with any Rangers leanings, the guy's just not good enough. He's not going to cut it. Complete waste of money, which is not his fault. Um, It's not his fault for what, what we paid for him. That's on the, the previous manager and whoever sanctioned us, uh, sanctioned him to be able to pay that amount for, the, for that guy. We need to get rid of him. Uh, Lammers, do you know, I, I, I did feel a bit sorry for, for Lammers yesterday because 
guy's not good enough. We know we know that. Um, and he had a lammers moment. But I, I did see a tweet on um, uh, on Twitter that made made me think. Well, somebody said that you know the guy who played ten minutes is getting more stick than the ones that played ninety minutes, which I think is fair. I think there's players who played that game, um, the, the 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 whole of it, who deserve more criticism than Lammers did on the whole. But it was just. So typical of him when he Matundled is great to create that chance, and then did you really think he was going to score it? I can't say I did. No, I didn't. And uh, well, incidentally, I thought Matondo looked bright when he came on. Yep. You mentioned that earlier. Um, I think he has definitely shown something. I'm looking forward to, to getting him back into the side and seeing what he can deliver. So we go back to then, as I say, the stuff that we, we started the pod with, which is the the, the kind of two. The, the the logical point and the feelings point. The logical point is, look, it's a point away from home. We weren't our best. We take it. We'll move on. We'll keep going. And under normal circumstances, I think everyone would agree with that. I've been up at Petodri when Walter was there and we've been absolutely shite. Right? It can happen and you go on and you're still successful. But it is this balance between, yeah, but we know what this squad is like. Yep. And I mentioned that to someone and he said, well, you know, there's a lot of different players in the squad, which is true. So then you go back to, well, the core group who've been there for a while. And by that, we're, we're talking Tavernier, Goldson, Jack, uh, Barisic, etc. For me, I think that, with the exception of probably Tav, who I think cops a lot of blame undeservedly at mm. times, and I'm bad for it myself with the, the old FFS Tav, but again, you know, steps up, puts a penalty away. Christ knows where we'd be with them with his goals this season alone, for example, when I think, you know, most people would agree he's he's not had his best season, but he, he still contributes. But I think, you know, Barisic, I was very frustrated with yesterday. He wasn't to blame for the goal. He didn't do anything that caused, you know, massive problems defensively. But it's now just so conditioned in him that he, he turns back. And there were three or four times where I noticed because I was kind of looking for it when I watched it back, teammates getting on to him about it. You know, Butland did, obviously, and that was the one people saw. Um, but then there were other players, you know, I've made a run, and it's just automatic. He doesn't even think about playing the ball forward. He gets the ball and he turns and he breaks up so, or he, he slows down so many attacks. It's just who he is now. Whatever's happened to him, we, we've known over the years that, that Bonner has ups and downs and confidence issues at times. And now he has, he has I think, become this risk-averse player, which when you're attacking isn't massively useful to us. Jack has been playing really well, but then goes off with Scotland, plays five minutes, comes back yeah. injured. And you just you can't rely on him. It's that simple. And people have said, you know, the manager spoke about it yesterday after the match, Dave, where he said, well, we'll need to have a conversation with Ryan about it. Ryan Jack's out of contract at the end of the season. It's not going to be renewed, in my opinion. And Scotland are going to the Euros. He's not going to quit Scotland. So I think you just have this situation that isn't going to be resolved until the summer when I think it's now probably inevitable that he leaves. Yeah, and I think he should, to be honest. Yeah. Because we can't rely on them, so what's the point of having them? This is, you know, I, I, I can't believe though we're sitting here at the end of twenty twenty three, nearly into twenty twenty four, and we're still having the same conversations about Ryan Jack and Bonner Barisic, etc., that we've been having for years. Uh, 
Bonner, you know, I was talking about people making their mind up in players. He's one that I've had my mind made up on for some time. I am just done with the guy because I can't watch him do that time and time and again. David getting the good positions, players making good runs, and he just turns back on himself every time. This is, this is what, what he does. I, I think it's crazy that we're sitting here and we've still not replaced the guy that he's still our main starting left back. That's a failure on the um, you know, recruitment and player turnover part. And, you know, it, yeah. we're, going to, we're going to have these same discussions about these same players time and time again till, till we move them on. We've kept we've kept certain players for far too long. I, I would agree with you, by the way, as well. Uh, Tav is one of my, you know, lowest worries because Tav contributes. Regardless of whatever else he does, he contributes and he steps up time and time again. I'd be more worried about the players who, who don't do that. And I think Barisic is one of them. I think, you know, Ryan Jack is one of them because we can't rely on him. He's out far more often. Yeah, he's Jack's frustrating because he plays well yeah. when he's there. He's just... But that, yeah, but it's, that, it's that, not that, that, that's why games out of 10. You know, that's... But, I mean, yeah, but, but, and see in terms of like a... Um, uh, you know what's coming. He goes away with Scotland, and people joked he'll come back injured, and he comes back injured. Uh-huh. And it, that to me is at the point when you have to go, nah. But he's not going to quit Scotland. They're going to the Euros. He's going to want to play in that. He's going to want to go. So for another six months, potentially at Rangers, when the manager might say, right, and probably will, thanks very much, goodbye. He's not going to sacrifice that, I don't think. I, I, and few players would. I, you know, I, I, I think regardless, um, if, if he turned around the morning and said, right, I'm quitting Scotland, understand, he's he's still going to have these injury worries. I, I don't think that takes away his, uh, you know, our inability That's to, to rely on him. He's still going to, going to get injured if that's just playing, playing for Rangers three, um, three games a week. These niggling injuries aren't going to go away from him. This is just something that, that's a part of him. I think it's past time to, to cut a losses with him, but come this summer... Yeah, we just need to shake hands, say thanks very much for everything you've done, but it's best for both of us if we move on now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So, Philippe Clement. Possibly a, a wee bit of victim of his own success style thing because he's done so well since he came in. Or Rangers have been mm. doing so much better since he came in. Not simply by results. Bill came in and got results, but Rangers have been better to watch. We've been enjoyable. There's been a sense of of moving forward. He always said, realistically, look, you know, we're not going to win every single match. I think there's a bit of us that just likes to believe new manager in. That's everything fixed. Yeah. And of course, that isn't realistic. It's Perfectly normal as a football fan to feel that way. Um, it's the hope that kills you. But, you know, he, he was right about that. But in terms then of progress, it is, you know, he's, he's mentioned before, we can't look at what others are doing. We need to just focus on us. And he's absolutely right there because until we are able to consistently get it right, mm-hmm. what others do, unfortunately, doesn't matter. There is still a forward momentum with two more games this week to get back on you know, back on track with a lot of big games coming up, cup final, etc. There are still signs of progress. It's just, I think, for us as fans that 
we're so desperate for the progress to be quickly that we get really high when we do well for a few weeks as we have the last few yeah. weeks and then we get really low when we don't do as well as we want to and i think that that's something he'll need to learn because it's not going to change until rangers are regularly successful that's the thing isn't it uh if you're that rangers uh we want to win and we want to win now we are, we are not patient um and you know, as a Rangers fan, I, I don't make any apologies for that, um, for for not being patient. I think you're right. The manager, if he doesn't understand that already, he's going to have to. He's, it's very much a case of what have you done for me lately? And you're, as you say, you're up in cloud nine one week, and then you're at a crisis and a disaster the next week. That's the nature uh, of the job. I, I I still think in the long run, um, I think Clement will be absolutely fine with us. I think we've got. A good chance of being successful with them this season though the way it's going to pan out because we do have those issues with the squad i think at times it is it's it's going to be frustrating i'm not really sure we're going to be where we want to be or where we'd like to be uh this season just because there's still some really poor elements in that squad but you know the manager's going to have to deal with, deal with that himself there's going to be times where it's going to be uh, going to be hard for him because the reactions are so <laughs> polarizing at times. But that's that's the nature of being uh, a Ranger, a Rangers manager. And yeah, he doesn't know that now. He's going to <laughs> learn it very soon. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, he's he's still newish in the job, um, and I think that you'll get to know. The players um, through, he said it himself, through adversity as well as good times. Mm. You know, when everyone's playing well and the team's firing, that's one thing. How how do you get on? And, you know, I know we, we refer back to him a lot, but it was true because Walter was a master of, right, we weren't our best today, but we'll get points. And that is what you need to do. And, and this Rangers team haven't consistently shown over the years that they can do that. And that's why they haven't won as much as, as we would have liked them to. Right then, folks, that will do us for today on the flagship show. Cammy will be back with Hart Hand Extra later in the week where he will review the Aris game. Still a, a good opportunity there to get through the, the group and uh, with a game to spare as well. So a big game on Thursday. And then, of course, uh, he'll preview the St Mirren match next Sunday. You can come and see us heart and hand live at Edmiston House on Friday night, December the 1st, with our special guest, Mark Haitley. Um, just to let you know the uh, show times for this, uh, the doors are at 7. We will be on at 8. If you want to come a little bit earlier, if you have a ticket, you get a discount. Uh, at uh, the Rangers restaurant uh, if you're a ticket holder for this event. We'll be on at 8. It's a live pod 8 till 9 and then Mark will join us for the second half of the show. Uh, you can buy tickets. Go to edmistonhouse.co.uk We're almost sold out thankfully but uh, there are a few still left so come along. It will help your wonderful Rangers four days. Think about that. A game at Ibrox on the Thursday, us on the Friday. You can recover on the Saturday and then back up for it on the Sunday. So loads to look forward to there. David, thank you for joining me. No, my pleasure, mate. That was a cathartic, I'll say. <laughs> my thanks to our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers, and I'll be back here next Monday. So until then, folks, have a great week, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.